Jim Rohn said, money is usually attracted, not pursued. Marlene Dietrich said, there's a gigantic difference between earning a great deal of money and being rich. George Lorimer said, it's good to have money and the things that money can buy. But it's good too to check up once in a while and make sure that you haven't lost the things that money cannot buy. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. This is episode number 142. My guest today is Ben Azadi. Ben is on a mission to help 1 billion people live a healthier lifestyle. Ben is the, ben is the author of three best-selling books, The Perfect Health Booklet, The Intermittent Fasting, Cheat Sheet, and The Power of Sleep. Ben has been the go-to source for intermittent fasting and ketogenic diet. He is known as the health detective because he investigates dysfunction and educates not medicate to bring the body back to normal function. I love my interview with Ben Azadi. Ben is the host of Top 15 Keto Camp Podcast, where he discusses ancient healing strategies such as fasting and the, and the ketogenic diet. In this interview, we talked to Ben about the benefits of fasting, about uh, some of the misconceptions in keto diet, and how one should start keto diet, and also the 222 rule. I love my interview with Ben. I hope I can bring back Ben soon again to discuss more. We could have talked for hours and hours, but this is something that we put together in episode number 142. I hope you enjoy episode number 142 just as much as I did. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. Today, my guest is Ben Azadi. Ben, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Uh, The name of your your business, Keto Camp, kind of intrigued me, and I was really wanted to know more about keto. I was, I'm, I'm very much into keto myself. And I know that's a, that's a big, you know, a lot of people uh, are liking uh, uh, keto nowadays. They still get to eat their favorite foods, you know, cut out the carbs and uh, lose a lot of weight. So tell me, tell me a little bit, how did you start keto camp? And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, keto, keto, the book, keto flex, all that stuff, if you don't mind. Absolutely, Sam. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, so I got into keto 2013, 2014. I was transitioning actually from a plant-based diet. I was a vegan for a year and a half. But even before that, I went through my own health transformation, weight loss transformation back in 2008, where I found myself being a 24-year-old man who was obese. I weighed 250 pounds at that time physically obese, but also mentally obese. And then I decided to take responsibility and ownership. And I started to focus on my health, nutrition and exercise. And in nine months, I was able to lose 80 pounds, go from 34% body fat down to 6% body fat. And just I had this amazing transformation. And that's what started me in the health space. I became a personal trainer, I opened up a CrossFit gym. And I was still searching, even though I went through my weight loss transformation, I wasn't necessarily healthy. So I was still searching for what health really was. So I decided to do the vegan diet, which helped in the beginning. And then after a few months, my my results stopped, but I was very dogmatic about it. So I stuck with it for about a year and a half. And then eventually I decided, okay, I'm going to get away from the vegan approach. It's not working for me. My blood work is not looking good. Then I started to research kind of what our, what our ancestors did when it came to nutrition and how our cells are designed to function. And that's when I came across keto and ketosis. And it just was super exciting to me and fascinating. And that's when I started to implement keto and fasting and different keto strategies back in 2013, 2014. My company at that time was, was called Shred Fat. 
So it wasn't until about two and a half years ago, three years ago that I rebranded into Keto Camp and that's where Keto Camp spawned. So tell me something. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people say, hey, you know, keto is great. A lot of people either love it or they hate it kind of thing, right? And people, people have this, you know, they say, well, you know, keto is great, but as soon as I eat some kind of carbs, my weight comes back. And, and I mean, oh, well, my body just didn't, don't go in ketosis right away. There's, there's a whole bunch of misconception around keto. And a lot of people don't know the right way to do keto. A lot of people just cannot stay off carbs forever because they're like, well, that's not a way to live. Mm -hmm. What do you, I mean, what do you think for people who want to do keto, but just have to have some kind of carbs? And then they say, if you don't have any carbs at all, it's just not healthy. Well, what, do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, when we look at the body and how it functions, there's about 50 to 70 trillion cells in the body. And out of those trillions of cells, we only have two options for fuel. Either the cells are burning glucose in the form of sugar or burning fat in the form of ketones. Being a sugar burner, meaning glucose, is highly uh, inflammatory. It creates a lot of toxins within the cell. So I compare a cell that's burning sugar, somebody who's not doing keto, to a cell like a, a Mack truck. I compare that to a Mack truck. A Mack truck with all this smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe, that Mack truck is not going to be healthy for the surrounding environment. Well, that glucose is not healthy for your cellular environment. Number one. Number two, when you look at a, a cell that's burning fat and producing ketones, it produces a lot less toxins, meaning it's a cleaner source of energy for that cell, similar to a Tesla as opposed to the Mack truck. So that's very important to understand. There's a difference between burning sugar and burning fat. Ketosis helps you burn fat. The second thing is that keto is not a diet. Keto is a metabolic process, and it's been around since our since humans have existed. Every single one of our ancestors did keto, Sam. Their, our ancestors were forced into ketosis, and then when they found carbs, they flexed out. So I think they're right when they say you shouldn't be keto all the time for years and years and years. That's not how I teach it. I teach it as a tool to reset the hormones, teach the body to burn fat. We do this in about 60 days. That's the protocol in my book. Then we start keto flexing where we intentionally get out of ketosis and go back in, which is what we want. That's true metabolic flexibility. But there's not one way to do keto. You could do keto and eat all these keto-friendly foods, but they're highly inflammatory. So you got to eat the right stable fats that actually feed your cells and your hormones what it wants. Okay, so, so tell us like, how can you get in and get out of keto? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm confused and I'm sure a lot of people are like, how do you do that, Ben? Yeah, well, you do it with what I call Keto Flex Day. So that's the name of my book, Keto Flex. After you've done the work of being in ketosis for 60 days and you have now become fat adapted and then keto adapted, now your body's burning fat and it prefers fat, then you strategically have one day per week or two days per week where you have a high healthy carb day. Now, ideally, we want it to be healthy carbs, but we're having about 100 to 200 grams of carbs on this day. You're going to lower your fat and you're going to actually get out of ketosis with the amount of carbs that you're eating. But if you've done it the right way, you should be able to go right back into ketosis within 24 to 48 hours. And that's true metabolic flexibility. And that's how I teach it in the book. Now, healthy carbs. Okay. I mean, when people like healthy carbs, okay, potatoes, rice, beer, cake. <laughs> I mean, is that healthy carbs? I mean, what is healthy <laughs> yeah. carbs? 
Tell well, sweet, po- sweet potatoes are, so you were close there. Yeah, good point. Um, in the book, I have an entire list, but healthy carbs are sweet potatoes, yams, yuca, fruit, squash, you know, carbs that don't have a high glycemic load, a, a glucose response from it. Now, let's say you want to be able to still have your pizza or the cake or the beer. Well, that would be designated for your keto flex day. So that's a great way for this lifestyle to not be restrictive. And if you know you're going to go to a wedding, if you know you have a birthday party, if you know you have some sort of event, that's your flex day. Now, of course, we want it to be a healthy carb day, but if it's not, might as well do it on that flex day. Okay. So basically what you're telling me is that once you're in ketosis for about 60 days, you start your process, go in 60 days, and then after 60 days, you can get in and out with, with, with keto flex or with flex dates and it's, and it's explained in your book, Keto Flex, how you do that, how can you assist to do, you know, how can they plan on doing that? Is that what you're telling me? Correct. Exactly. And it depends on how much weight you have to lose, where you are with your health journey. You could have one flex day, you could have two. So yeah, exactly. After the 60 days, I have different protocols in there. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, tell me something. When, when someone is in keto, you know, they, they cannot eat no sweets, no carbs. I mean... Let's walk me down the first 60 days of keto. How does it work? The first pillar I have is called ADAPT. We're teaching your body to get fat adapted. That's that Tesla versus the Mack truck. So in about 14 to 21 days, we do that. How do we do that? We gradually start to decrease your total carbohydrates to drop your total carbs below 50 grams. So keto is not no carbs. It's just very low carbs. So you still have some allowance of carbs, but it's less than 50 total grams. And you can use an app to track that. At the same time, we want to increase our healthy fats, our protein, and also our electrolytes. So that's the first step. If you do that, you don't have to get things like the keto flu or or any kind of symptoms that might occur for somebody who goes in too fast, too soon. I like a gradual approach. Once you complete that first pillar, then we graduate into the second pillar, which is called fast. That's where we introduce intermittent fasting strategies where it tremendous benefits with fasting done right, anti-inflammatory cell regeneration, this process called autophagy, which is cellular repair and cleanup. That's about 14 to 21 days as well. Then we shift into the third pillar, which is called phase, where we actually get really strict here and we phase out almost all the carbohydrates and we practice more of a carnivore approach, which is mostly animal-based meat, proteins, uh, which really has profound benefits to healing your gut. That'll take you about another 30 days or so. Then you have unlocked that flex pillar. So we do it in general to answer your question, increasing the fat and protein, decreasing the carbs, practicing fasting, doing it for the proper amount of time. Then we could do the flexing. Okay. So, so here you said, you know, being a carnivore, eating meat that will, that will help your gut. Okay. Now, a lot of people say that's not true. I mean, you know, meat, you know, meat is not good for you, not good for your gut. What do you say to that? Yeah, I asked them if they have anything to back it up with because they're, they're not going to have anything to back it up. So here's why meat is one of the superfoods out there. All right. And when I say meat, I have to preface it and say quality meat, like high quality, grass fed, grass finished, healthy animals. I don't like to contribute to animals that were tortured, but plants have anti-nutrients in them. When you think about evolution, animals evolved to develop 
defense mechanisms like their teeth they could bite another predator they could run away they could sprint they could do things to survive but what about plants they they didn't have that they don't have teeth they don't have legs they can't run run away so they had to develop some sort of defense mechanism they developed these anti-nutrients that are called plant toxins so when a predator eats them the predator gets sick and the predator doesn't want to eat any more of these plants so they're called plant toxins they're called anti-nutrients phytates lectins there's a whole oxalates there's a whole over 50 of them that i outline in the book when you have these plant toxins anti-nutrients every single day it inflames your digestive system this your tight junctions and it starts to poke holes in your gut leading to leaky gut and then eventually autoimmune disease mm. meat doesn't have any anti-nutrients so by going 30 days and eliminating these anti-nutrients and just having meat it is highly beneficial for the gut and it's going to reduce your inflammation load in general in the body. And I've tested this on myself. I have a whole video where I do lab work on day one versus day 40 of carnivore. All of my inflammatory markers improved. And it's just not me. I mean, there's a lot of research out there that shows that, Sam. And, and you know, uh, I've heard people say that they got on keto and they, you know, basically got really improved on the diabetic levels, the insulin levels and stuff like that. A lot of people say, well, their cholesterol level got better, but they're eating a lot more fat. So how does that happen? Well, cholesterol is very complicated. It's not as easy as total cholesterol. So we, we got to look at it from all the moving parts. So when you think about cholesterol, it's we got to look at total cholesterol. We got to look at HDL. We got to look at LDL, we got to look at triglycerides, and then we got to look at your inflammatory markers. So if you do keto the right way, you're going to reduce inflammation, you're going to raise HDL, and you're going to lower, uh, well, you might actually increase LDL, but your infl inflammation is going down. So the, the problem is inflammation. When you do keto the right way to answer your question, you're going to reduce inflammation, which is going to improve your lipid profile, your cholesterol profile. So that's when you do keto the right way. I've also seen people do keto the wrong way. They have these inflammatory fats and they see it go in the wrong direction. So it depends on how you do it. And what about as far as your insulin level goes? Yeah, keto is so powerful for reducing your glucose and insulin. Because if you think about the three macronutrients out there, you have carbohydrates, protein, and fat. Carbohydrates spike glucose and insulin more than any of the macronutrients. Protein is second, but protein's not much, but fat doesn't touch the dial on glucose and insulin. So by eating more fat and protein, less carbs, you start to actually burn down your excess sugar reserves and reduce your insulin and glucose. So keto and fasting is one of the best ways to reverse insulin resistance and type 2, type two diabetes. I read it somewhere, you know, keto, basically when you eat more fat, you lose more fat, is based on a principle if you want to reduce your water weight, you drink a lot more water. Uh, is, is that, does that hold any uh, weight to anything? Well, what causes weight gain is insulin. Insulin okay. is the, the only fat storage hormone in the body. Carbs spike insulin more than fat. Fat doesn't spike insulin at all if you just had 100% fat. But when you eat fat, your body then just burns that fat. But here's the problem. A lot of people eat excessive fat on keto and then their body is going to keep burning the dietary fat, but not burning their body fat. So you got to balance that out as well. You don't want enough, too much fat. Um, so I, I don't know if I answered your question there, but um, the goal is to keep insulin down and let your body tap into its own fat stores. Okay. So, so Ben, 
a lot of people always want to do keto because it's so popular. People say, oh, you know, people, there's, there's big, massive results that people, impressive results that people get losing 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds, reducing their body fat. They get a different lifestyle and they just like, a lot of people are not educated in doing this and they start eating, they start doing keto the wrong way. You know, they, they go like, like you said earlier, they go extreme right away and then get the mm-hmm. keto flow, flu or they uh, take a lot more. They, they, they uh, go ahead and take in a lot more fat, just like what you said earlier. What is a good way for people to, uh, I mean, uh, you know, have a good guide to keto? Well, the book is perfect. A perfect guide, uh, ketoflexbook.com would be a perfect guide for them. But there's, there's some principles from the book that I'll share. You know, there's something called the 2222 rule, which is great for a keto beginner. And you want to follow this rule every single day, at least for the first 14 days. And how it works is every day, you want to consume two tablespoons of coconut oil or MCT oil. That's the first two. Two tablespoons of olive oil or avocado oil two tablespoons of grass-fed butter or grass-fed ghee. And then the final two is two teaspoons of sea salt to get those electrolytes in. That's going to teach your body to start utilizing fatty acids for fuel instead of glucose. At the same time, you're going to gradually decrease those carbs below 50 grams. Uh, That'll be a great way to get into ketosis, no keto flu required. But I do believe it's important to have a coach, a, a system in place, or a book to help guide you along the way, because there's a lot of people teaching keto out there. And most people don't teach it from the view, viewing the body from cellular health. Perfect. So uh, now you said you lost several pounds on keto. What brought you, you know, what drove you that way? Well, I didn't lose it with keto. Um, I lost 80 pounds in 2008 doing calorie counting, excessive exercise. So I lost the weight, but I wasn't healthy, right? I was one of those fit, sick people. So I didn't do it with keto. Um, But what got me started was hitting rock bottom, Sam. I was depressed, suicidal, wanted to give up on life. I was crying every day. And I started to read books and books helped me take ownership and responsibility. And I actually said those words, I am responsible. And then that second, I became the victor of my destiny, no longer the victim of my history. And I started to actually focus on my health and nutrition. And I was really committed to it, lost the weight, but I was still trying to figure out health. And it wasn't until I started to apply keto and fasting that I actually started to experience true metabolic health. You know, fasting is very popular nowadays, almost as popular as as keto. Okay, now there's two schools of thoughts, right? Number one school of thought says, eat five times a day and, and eat, 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 right? I'll eat, you know, X amount of carbs, X amount of protein and very low fats, right? And then there's a totally opposite side of school, school of thought that says, hey, do intermittent fasting, 16, eight, or do 24, 48 or 72 hour fast some, sometimes, or, and, and, you know, or the keto principle, low carbs, very low carbs, proteins, and high fats. Two different school of thoughts. What do you you think? I mean, why such a big difference? Eating five times a day versus eating two, three times a day. You know, well, there's a a lot of money to be made when people are snacking all day long. Um, Big pharma, big food companies, they want you to eat five, six times a day. There's a lot of money to be made. And when people start doing keto and fasting, there's a lot of money to be lost. When people start getting healthy, 
There's a lot of money to be lost. People are not getting on medication as much. They're not getting surgeries as much. So there's a lot of backlash against keto and fasting for that reason. And that's the truth. There's these Franken food companies that want you to eat breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, et cetera, because they make a lot of money from it. And then you get sick and they don't want you to die, but they want to you know, prescribe medication and surgeries, et cetera, to get you in that uh, routine. So what have our ancestors did? And for, for so long, they, they didn't eat every two to three hours. They didn't crawl out of their cave and you know eat some cereal they or orange juice they had to fast they had to find their food we're hardwired that way to this day and the research backs it up i always say if you want to age faster than anybody you know eat every two to three hours that'll age you fast you're gonna it's like biting into an apple and that apple's rusting you know how it turns brown that's what's happening to your cells you're making your body overwork you're taxing your digestive system it takes about 14 to 18 hours just to process a meal and if you're eating every few hours you're going to tax that digestive system so i look at the body from a cellular lens and i want to see what can we do to help the body uh, function the way that it's designed and hardwired to function so it, you you have said a couple of times about fasting are you a believer of only intermittent fasting or you believer of you know once in a while some people should fast 24 48 or 72 hours yeah both absolutely i mean if you look at the research 24-hour fast mit research i wrote about it in my book shows that it strengthens intestinal stem cells go into 48 hours you get more fat loss 72 hours you regenerate your entire immune system, you go into five days, you're getting this maximum autophagy, which is cellular repair and cleanup. So I think that's a great thing to throw in. You got to know what you're doing. And then of course, as well, the intermittent fasting. So both of them are terrific tools. So the, when you say five day fasting, you mean just a water fast, correct? Ideally, yeah. If you want to get the most benefit, water and electrolytes. Okay. So tell me, what do you mean by water and electrolytes? Water and sea salt or water and electrolyte supplement just for those five days. Like, a, like, a, pedia, like a Pedialyte? Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily a Pedialyte because there's some things in there that I don't like, artificial things, but like sea salt, right? You could simply have water and sea salt. You could have water and like an electrolyte powder mix from a quality company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. Just water and some sea salt or electrolytes. Or, 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 the, or like powdered electrolytes that Correct. Doesn't, have, doesn't contain sugar. Yeah, so from a good company, no artificial sweeteners, exactly. Yeah, artificial sweetener, right? Um, also, what do you what do you think about you know a lot of people, a lot of food advocates who who uh, advocate keto and fasting, they always say uh, you know processed food. They are always against processed food. In keto, I mean, how is I mean, school of thought from keto? What what do y'all think about processed food? Well, the problem with keto is that it's so popular that now these companies are making processed keto foods. That was, um, so, that's what I was getting to next. Right? Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I, jumped, I jumped ahead there. So my school of thought is that we want to eat real food. You know, human beings are the only species smart enough to create their own food and dumb enough to actually eat it. <laughs> so, so, you know, because the keto has gotten so popular, right? Big food companies, a lot of food companies, are now coming up with keto cookies, keto, uh, you know, cream, pro yep. you know, processed foods, you know, where where you can just store it in the freezer, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with preservatives and all that stuff. 
my my thinking was, uh, you know, keto doesn't shouldn't you know for keto for a good keto you you shouldn't have that uh, preservatives and and uh, stuff like and uh, you know processed food. food. I mean, do you want to talk about that a little bit? I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, we should focus on health. When you're focusing on just weight loss, then you're going to be like, just give me whatever you got that's keto friendly, even if it has all these preservatives, etc. But I think we should eat real food, healthy fat, healthy proteins, minimal carbs on your keto days, real food. I'm not a fan of these keto foods, these keto bars, these keto cereals. I have a lot of companies, Sam, who reach out, email all the, all the time, every single day almost. Hey, we're this keto company. We have these, we want to send you these products and I'll go look at their ingredients and say, oh, you know, it doesn't align with what we teach here. We teach actually true cellular health. So uh, we make sure that we are, we're living up to those standards here. Now there's, there are companies out there who do meal preps, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No meal preps and the food is only good for four or five days. You know, what do you think about that? Some, yeah, some companies, so some companies are doing it right. You know, I don't want to throw out the baby with the bath water. Some companies are making some great keto bars. Some companies are making some great keto ice cream. Some companies are making some cre some great keto meals. We just got to identify the inflammatory keto friendly ingredients. So the vegetable oils are inflammatory. The industrial seed oils are inflammatory. The sucralose, the aspartame, these artificial sweeteners are inflammatory and even things like erythritol which is a sugar alcohol some people get flare-ups from that so if we could just look at the ingredients and make sure they're using organic products none of these preservatives then they're okay i would use them okay so uh, if someone was if someone is just making food at home i mean uh, is there any kind of recipes in your keto flex book that they can follow yeah, in the book, there's 21 recipes. So seven breakfast, seven lunch, seven dinner, all keto friendly. There's also some example meal plans throughout the chapters as well. So yeah, they could see that in there. Very easy to make. I'm not a big fan of having all these ingredients and recipes that take forever. So that's in the book for sure. So uh, and, and I'm, I mean, I'll urge people to go buy your book, they can find that where? ketoflexbook.com takes them to the Amazon page and it's available right now on Kindle and paperback. And then eventually it's going to be out on Audible as well. Okay, awesome. Uh, ben, if, if someone says, you know, hey, Ben, I don't want to buy the book. Just tell me a couple of things about, about you know, what is, I, I just want to do something at home. I don't want to read things. Just give me a little, you know, a little cheat sheet over here. What should I eat? What would you tell, what would you tell them? I would say number one, stay away from the vegetable oils and industrial seed oils. They're worse than sugar. They're worse than cigarettes. They create inflammation in your body for six to 12 months. Some studies suggest. So these are going to be canola oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, soybean oil, grapeseed oil, sunflower oil, peanut oil, and rice bran oil. If you have any of that in your kitchen, in your products, get rid of them, switch to avocado oil, coconut oil, um, uh, grass-fed butter, grass-fed ghee, duck, lard, more stable fats, these olive oil, these are going to be more, more stable fats. So I would start right there. Uh, in the book, I have an entire guide for you. If you wanted to skip to the, the end of the book, there's an entire grocery shopping list for you. And that could give you a direction of what you want versus what you don't want. Okay. Um, meats, we talked about meats, right? Mm -hmm. What kind of meats do you recommend? 
I love, I love red meat, like grass fed and finished red meat. I love lamb, bison, uh, organic free range chicken and turkeys. I also like organ meat is great because it's loaded with vitamins and minerals. I mean, if you look at liver, there's not one fruit or vegetable that has as many vitamins and minerals as liver. Now, I personally don't like the taste of liver, so I supplement with like an organ meat complex, but those are all terrific. I also like pastured eggs. Uh, I'm a fan of not so much cow dairy, but like sheep dairy and goat dairy. So these are all protein sources that are good on keto. Okay. So people, uh, and, and I appreciate you, you giving that little thing. Uh, and now let's just, let me just say a couple of things that are bad. Rice, good or bad? And it's not keto friendly. Um, now, if you have it on flex day and you don't overdo it, it could be okay if it's organic rice. Okay. Corn, good or bad? Bad, usually GMO. Okay. Um, red potatoes, good or bad? It's okay on a flex day if you don't have insulin resistance or diabetes. Regular potatoes? Same thing. Okay. Fruits? Uh, they're not all created equal. So the berries are going to be better. Uh, I like the berries. So strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, those are better options. Okay. Now, now uh, I said somewhere, you know, you, you went to ancient times. You're like, hey, our ancestors and everything. Is it, is it true that they said that back, you know, in caveman days, they only ate fruits as a, as a dessert, as a delicate? I mean, you know, it was just like a, like a, like a treat. So people were not meant to eat fruits every day. And that's what keto believes. Is that, is that true? Yeah. And they ate it seasonally because they didn't have fruit, fruit year round. So both are true. Yes. Okay. And so is that why keto uh, basically condones eating fruit every day or every other day or something like that? And, and, and because it has a lot of high, high amount of sugar? Yeah, Am both. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. So it'll, if you have too much fruit, it'll knock you out of ketosis, especially if you have like a banana or something higher in, in sugar, but berries could be okay. Uh, if you have them in moderation and, and if you have less like a treat, like you said, dark chocolate could be okay, but yeah, you don't want to have that every single day. Blackberries, uh, or rasp, which one is the best berry? If, if you say, Hey, give me two, two berries, which one are the best? Which one would you do? Blueberries, number one. Um, I would eat them also frozen because you actually get more benefit with the ice crystals that helps you absorb more of the antioxidants. So blueberries, number one. And then I would probably, you know, raspberries have, um, ra raspberries or blackberries are both a tie for me. So those would be my second place. Yeah. Okay. So blueberry or blackberry raspberry as a tie. Okay. Um, you you talked we talked about intermittent fasting briefly and then we went to that that longer fast how beneficial is intermittent fasting in maintaining high level of health and how well does it work with keto well keto and fasting go hand in hand they both do a great job at keeping glucose and insulin low but i like to do keto first for 14 to 21 days before fasting to help develop that fasting muscle Fasting is essential to longevity, to vitality, to just feeling better, to turning your brain on. We're hardwired to fast. We're hardwired for the old school. When the body is not getting nutrition, energy, food energy, it thinks it's going through a famish. So what does it do? It does amazing things. We have all these physiological processes that start to occur. One of the main ones is this process called autophagy. 
and it starts somewhere between the 16 to 18 hour mark during a fast, but your body's so smart, autophagy is activated and it's looking, the body, this innate intelligence then looks for energy from cells that are damaged, cells that are inflamed. So the analogy is this, Sam, it's like the refrigerator we all, all have inside of our kitchen. We open up that refrigerator and then we have groceries inside of the refrigerator that all have an expiration date. Now, what would happen if we let every single grocery inside of the refrigerator expire, but instead of throwing them into the trash can, we kind of just shove them towards the back of the fridge, put them underneath the shelves, and then buy new groceries and close that door. That's going to be disgusting. There's going to be disease that will manifest in there. Well, the human body is like that refrigerator. We have cells, we have proteins, we have mitochondrias and fat that have an expiration date on them. And when you fast, you activate autophagy and it gets rid of those expired cells. Mm. So that's essential for preventing diseases like cancer, which we know one in three women are diagnosed with cancer, one in two men. So I think fasting should be included in that toolbox with other tools in that toolbox as well. Love it, love it. Um, so like, uh, how do you practice intermittent fasting? The way I do is like, you know, I skip breakfast and go to lunch, you know, so stop eating like at seven, eight o'clock the night before. I don't eat nothing. Uh, next morning, you know, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm basically just drinking water or, uh, you know, like say like maybe an electrolyte or something like that. And, and I go for lunch like at 12, one o'clock. I mean, it was easy, right? Yeah. Now, some people, they, they do, they fast and they drink their coffee, like the bullet coffee, like a lot mm -hmm. of people do that. And then they, they go lunch like at 12, one o'clock. Is both of them good? Or you shouldn't have that bullet coffee or you shouldn't have coffee. If you want to get the most from your fast, then you just have water. If you want to have some coffee, that's okay too. I, I personally have some coffee. Some days I'll have bulletproof coffee. Some days I'll just have black coffee. So either is fine. But if you do want to get the most benefit, just water and sea salt and then go until lunch or whenever you want to break that fast so either way it works but the only thing that you won't get when you have the coffee the black coffee let's say it doesn't have any fats in it it starts the digestive process so you might not get as much gut healing benefits with the coffee and then if you add the fats it might slow down your fat loss results because your body has to burn the calories from the coffee the fat in the coffee versus your body fat so it could slow down your fat loss so they got to keep that in mind okay what, uh, how beneficial is like these bullet coffees? You know, what is it called? Is it bullet or bulletproof? Bulletproof coffee, yeah, where you add some uh, healthy fats MPTOs, in the coffee. Right, right. How, how beneficial is that to keto? I think it's great. I, I, I'm a big fan of them. You know, as long as you're not overdoing it. Um, eventually, if you have extra weight to lose, you want to get rid of them and then maybe bring them back later on. But we know that caffeine and C8 caprylic acid, which is an MTT oil, the research shows that both of them could help your body actually produce more ketones. So you could actually double, maybe triple your ketones by having the coffee with the fat. So it actually could help you perform better cognitively. So I like them. I think they're great. Just got to use it the right way. Right. Now, people go in ketosis, like doing this keto diet or keto lifestyle. They, some of them do the strips, you know, to check that. What do you think? Do you recommend them? You don't recommend them? Are you pro against? 
Well, there's three ways to test ketones. There is the urine strips, which is um, acetoacetate, which is a type of ketone body. There's breath meters, which is acetone, which is a type of ketone. And then there is beta hydroxybutyrate, which is the blood. The urine strips are not accurate. So I'm not a fan of those because if your body's good at actually using the ketones and your brain is using the ketones, it will not spill out in the urine. So it will not give you an accurate reading. The breath meters are hit or miss. Uh, there's only one company that I like called Biosense that actually has a good reading, but the gold standard is blood, which is beta hydroxybutyrate. So taking your a, a finger prick and getting those strips for glucose and ketones blood, I think it's a great idea, especially in the beginning, just so you know where you're at. It's not something you have to do all the time, but in the beginning, I'm a big fan of it. Okay. Awesome. Any, any guides for someone, you know, for people who might, who have heard of keto, but say, you know what, I've heard too many bad things about keto. Any advice, any, any words to say? Yeah. Find somebody who's teaching it that you resonate with their personality. They have a proven track record. They have testimonials. They have actually customers and clients who have gotten amazing benefits. And if you feel comfortable at that point, implement it and see what it does for you. You, you won't know until you do it. So you maybe you get some lab work done, you do it, get some lab work done again, see how you feel. Uh, that would be my, my recommendation. But there's a lot, the problem is that there's, a, there's the information is overwhelming. Before, years ago, many years ago, there was a lack of information. Now there's too much information. So find somebody that you resonate with. They have a proven track record. They have people in their community who are raving about them, testimonials, then follow their protocol, give it a good effort. Don't just be interested in it, be committed and then see what it does for you. That's the only way to know if it'll work for you. Love it, love it. Ben, where can they find you on social media? Or I mean, if, if, if some people have questions, where can they contact you? How they, how they get in touch with you? Well, I have my Keto Camp podcast. Since this, this is a podcast, making shit happen, you could go and listen to uh, the Keto Camp podcast, Camp with the K. Then we also have a really popular YouTube channel. Just type in Keto Camp on YouTube. We have over 120,000 subscribers on there. And then just type in Ben Azadi on any social media platform. I'm very accessible. Feel free to reach out and message me. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Uh, ben, uh, what, what do you do on your YouTube? You post videos interviews i mean how does it what is it yeah both we post two to three videos a week either an interview i go live every wednesday at 12 p.m eastern time and then i'll even create videos and put it on there we've been very consistent on there Lo love it ben uh is there any plans of writing any more books about uh you know on keto yeah i'll probably write a more advanced book on keto maybe sometime in the future i'm also thinking about writing a book on mindset and our thoughts and self-development i'm a big fan of that and uh, i love it as just as much as keto so that might be first i don't know but yeah i'm gonna definitely write more books to answer your well, question since you said mindset what kind of mindset should one prepare themselves when they're going or they're gonna take this keto journey well you got to exercise before you exercise I, i i see so many people do keto perfectly fasting perfectly exercise perfectly but They have toxic thoughts. They have self-limiting thoughts. They have hateful thoughts. They're living in fear. They're watching the news all the time. So first step is to practice self-love. As silly as that might sound, but you got to love yourself because you cannot heal a body that you hate. Love yourself, 
practice gratitude because what you appreciate appreciates and do that on a consistent basis. But the thoughts are tricky because the average human is thinking 60,000 thoughts a day. And usually 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts from the day before. So whenever you got to be really conscious of and aware, whenever you have a negative thought, a self-limiting thought, choose a better thought, which is our greatest power. And when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, that is paramount to health because the opposite is true. When you're living in fear, when you have hateful thoughts and stressful thoughts, 90% of all disease is from chronic stress. And that could come from just negative thoughts. I heard a great quote that I actually shared this morning. When your thinking is stinking, your dreams are shrinking, right? That could be your health dreams. That could be your financial dreams. That could be your relationship dreams. So it's important to get really clear on those thoughts, master your thoughts. I call it the mental six pack and then keto and fasting and all that will work that much better. Was that a Zig Ziglar quote? It sounds like it would be right. No, I don't, I didn't hear he, he talk about stinking thinking all the he time. Does. Yeah. I think this guy took it to another level. I forgot who the guy who said it, it was on the quote of the day podcast, but it wasn't Ziggler. Okay. If you're thinking it's stinking, your dreams are shrinking. Your dreams are shrinking. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, so you you know, I love keto. I mean, uh, I did, uh, at one time, I, I mean, I, I'd went up to 210 pounds and small guys at 210 was really big for me. And, uh, and I did keto for religiously for I think 90 days. Wow. And lost about 28 pounds. And wow. I've not done keto since then. I do apply some principles. Uh, prob I've lost another 10 pounds and I've kind of maintained it. So maintaining is a big deal. First time I did keto, I lost it. I gained it right back in, in 40 days. Jeez. I lost it in 90 days, gained it back in 40. And then I was, then I got big again, went back to the same weight. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, I need to, I need to stop. And, and um, I, I did it again, keto for 60 days. And, 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 and I haven't lost, I've maintained it for now for about a year and a half. Awesome. Um, probably fluctuate maybe a couple of pounds, two, three pounds up and down. But, you know, and I don't do keto religiously because I do carbs, but but I do apply principles, you know, uh, and it kind of works. And I, I I I think about it like, hey, you know what? I need to I need to. Sugar is not good for you. I'm just a sugar addict. So, mm. and and that's one thing that 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 is the worst thing you know anybody can do. Uh, but I do what what I do is like periods, like you know, I'll go a couple of weeks with, with uh, no sugar. I'm not gonna say no carbs, but you know, just no candy or dessert or or sweets and then i don't know and then i just give up the weakness so i know a lot of people there the problem is the the weakness the mind the mind is my mind is weak they just think they just can't do it and i tell myself all the time i'm like man you did it for 90 days and then you did it again for 60 days i'm sure exactly, you didn't do it again. exactly. But, yeah you did it I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people like like me what do you have to say to something like that yeah, it's a, yeah. there's a lot of people like you. I've interviewed some really great um, food addiction experts, sugar addiction experts, so they could go listen to some of those podcasts on my Keto Camp podcast. But having a support system is important. And, you know, going at your own pace and not comparing yourself against other people. But it takes about 21 to 28 days to kick that addiction if you do it the right way. I don't recommend doing a lot of fasting during that period, maybe just more keto, low carb-ish. But 
having support, having a structure, it's going to be paramount to overcoming that for good. People, a lot of people don't understand and don't think there's a sugar addiction. Mm. But, but I mean, you, me, I, I, I believe there's a sugar addiction because I'm addicted, right? I was, me too. I, I used to be addicted as well. Yep, I agree. Okay. And, and you, think, you think support system is the best way to kick that? Uh, support and structure, yeah. Support and structure. That's, uh, uh, ben, I want to be, you know, I can talk to you forever, man, but I want to be respectful of your time and, and my time. And, uh, you know, I, 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 want, I like to keep it at a certain time level, this, these interviews, especially for, you know, respectful of your time. Got a lot of things to do. I appreciate you coming over here and, uh, you know, donating me this time and to, to the audience so they can hear some stuff. For more information, they can always go to, you know, they, they definitely need to get in touch with you or go to ketocamp.com, look at your books, your podcast, your, your YouTube. But I just want to introduce this. Uh, you to them and I wanted to start a dialogue with you um, Ben we are getting towards the end of our our show and I always ask this question to all my guests if you know you let you ended up living up to 100 years or whatever it is but now the lights got to turn off and you got to move on to the next world and somehow and somehow you have to take all your books all your podcasts all your YouTube videos with you but they give you a pen and a paper and they say, Ben, write three things that you want to leave for the future world or your future generation for the, for the, for, so the people in the future can know, you know, what's important to Ben Azadi. Ben, what mm. would those three things be? Yeah, it's a powerful question. Number one, your greatest power is your ability to choose your thoughts. So choose wisely. Number one, number two, you become your environment. So choose wisely who you surround yourself with. Number three, your greatest superpower is gratitude. So whenever you find yourself frustrated, find one thing to be grateful for. Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, appreciate to be appreciated. You're right. So Ben, tell me something, you know, uh, you said number one, I'm sorry, repeat the number one again. Change your thoughts. Choose your thoughts wisely. Choose your thoughts wisely. Choose the, the thought. It, it changes the whole world. You know, what you eat, how you think of yourself, what do you, what, you know, what you want to do, what you want to become in life, how you treat your family, how you treat your loved ones. So, so it's such a powerful statement. Ben, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show. I hope I can touch base with you again soon and, and have a part two of this uh, podcast. Uh, but man, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for coming over here. Thank you for taking the time and, uh, and telling the world, you know, sharing your, your, your knowledge with them. Thank you so much. Uh, again, Ben Azadi on all pot, uh, all social media platform, ketoflex. Uh, is it ketoflex.com? Ketoflexbook.com. Ketoflexbook.com and ketocamp with the K.com. Correct. That's right, Sam. Thank you for the awesome interview, brother. I love what you're doing, and thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love what you're doing, too. Hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Guys, if you think you liked this episode, and if you benefited out of this episode and got some value out of it, please share this with your friends, your co-worker, your neighbor. Send them a link of this on their, to their cell phone, to their Instagram, and start a dialogue, start a conversation with them. 
I hope you enjoyed. We bring this episode and every episode for you just as a public service. We do not get paid on this, uh, on these episodes. Episode number 142 is now in the books. Please like it, share it, post it, talk to your friends about it, and keep spreading the word of Make Shit Happen with your friends and family. Thank you for listening to this my podcast, Make Shit Happen. Thank you for sharing the word. If you are listening to it on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. We really depend on your ratings and reviews, so please take a minute and post us a review and rate us five stars. Thank you so much, and thank you again for supporting Make Shit Happen podcast. Now go out there and make shit happen.